Welcome back, friends. It's another episode of The Mindful CEO. What's up, Aaron? Hey, bud. What's going on? Uh, What's happening? We have a treat for you all today. I like how we start as if we haven't really been talking for 15 minutes. I like that. (laughs) Well, well, it's like we've been having our side conversation and we had to like create some space for everyone yes. saying like, okay, now we want to bring you into the conversation. Exactly. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> set this up for us because I like where this is going. Yeah. So uh, I just spent a really invigorating, challenging, exciting weekend with one of my mentors and friends, Jeff Wilmore, uh, engaging in uh, a lot of different things. But the thing I took away and we wanted to talk about today is the world of a paradox mm. and the power of a paradox and the purpose of a paradox and the, mm. you know, examples distinguishing it. And specifically as it relates to the mindful CEO community yeah. mastermind that we're rolling out uh, at the end of the month, end of this month, end of next month, end of next month. Yeah. In March. Yeah. Um, in March. And um, because it's so, uh, it, well, it really creates, you know, something really got created for me, or I really created something for myself. Mm. I got how you want to look at it. Yeah. Um, out of this world of a paradox, um, you know, there's a long tradition, a long history of, from the Buddha on forward of, and really probably before the Buddha, depending on which, you know, uh, line of thinking you engage with um, of paradoxes being a way of stopping the minds, the logical, rational mind and giving yourself the opportunity to discover something that is otherwise undiscoverable through ordinary language. Mm -hmm. You know, the Zen Cohen's are all uh, demonstrations of paradoxes. The sound of one hand clapping is a paradox that when one, when one dwells in it long enough, yeah, some new realization, some new enlightenment shows up that would be otherwise unavailable yeah. without confusing the rational mind in that particular mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. I was just, um, just going um, yeah, to define paradox for a second. Just yeah. um, it says a seemingly absurd or self-contradictory statement or proposition that when investigated or explained may prove to be well-founded or true. Good. There's a, several different definitions for it that all point to the same thing. I like that one because it has the word absurd in it. Yeah. And I'm a big fan of absurdity. <laughs> yeah. uh, as it relates to life, I think there is uh, a, a really a, a lot of value in the absurd. Because um, hmm. life is, I mean, you know, when ex- I think there's a big advantage to observing one's life and discovering the absurdity of it all, you know, the absurdity of the significance we add to it. And again, I'm, this is something of a paradox when you just talk about life being absurd. Um, mm-hmm. It drives up, what do you mean it's absurd? And, uh, what am I, right. You say my life doesn't mean anything. You want to fight. I mean, really, there's like that level of, you know, and, and if that's the... <laughs> If that's where you go, then mm. that's absurd, right? That's, yeah, you know, sure. there's, I think there's a ton of value to, in, in that. So I like that definition. Um, I think, well, you have more you want to lay out on No, that. I think you I, should. T- I have a, I, I don't think in corporate culture, at least Western corporate culture, I don't know that, that sitting in the absurd is often 
encouraged. Like, hey, you know yeah. what we should do f- so we can hit our KPIs this quarter is we should sit in the absurd and like ponder paradoxes. Yes. <laughs> you know, like right. that's not really in the agenda this week on the team meeting. Right. But when you look at Western science, it, you know, the, the mm. greatest mm. accomplishments in Western science, even Western, even Western science have been from people willing to engage in what otherwise would have been considered an absurd train of thought. Mm. Willing to consider what's outside the current domain of rational thinking is the, you know, what it, how does Zappa put it without, uh, uh, without breaking the norms, mm. progress is not possible. It's, he didn't say it just like that, but that's, sure. you know, unless you're willing to get, what is currently, if you're standing in the current paradigm and looking over there and saying that's absurd, unless you're willing to stand over there, you're never going to get there. It was absurd to go to the moon. Yeah, right. You know, in the next 10 years, that was an absurd promise on one hand. That's just not, uh, was not a realistic promise. Um, yeah. I, I was thinking the, the, the absurd thought that came up for me when you were talking, uh, you know, the corporate culture of, being willing to engage in the absurd mm-hmm. uh, was the um, sticky notes, the invention of sticky notes. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah, yeah. You know the story of that? Yeah. Yeah. The they were, yeah, they were trying to get something that was un, unmovable, something that really would never come up. Mm-hmm. And they made this by accident. This was a failure. This was a failed mm. experiment. And one of the secretaries in the office discovered this and started using it. And lo and behold, this product that was never asked for, there was no market research determining we need sticky notes. Mm -hmm. There was no like, oh, we got to fix this problem Mm -hmm. out of a mistake. And someone else is thinking outside the box, which is really very much the nature of absurd thought. I mean, I'm not saying it's the gift to humanity that sticky notes are, but it's, you know, it wound up being a viable product and useful. I mean, I use sticky notes. Yeah, so yeah. So, um, so on that, though, um, speak to, because I think you have access here. You're, you've seen something over the weekend and you're, we were exploring it before we hit record. The the power of a paradox. Like what is, why does it matter? What What's available in a paradox? Yeah, because I, th- I think if you engage in something from the, point of view that this is a paradox that you're first you're coming into it with the complete flat-footed understanding of you're not looking for the right answer Mm. Mm. there's no the truth to be found here Mm. Mm -hmm. there's no easy okay i'm leading you somewhere and i want you to see this particular conclusion so I'm going to set the conversation up to deliver that conclusion irrefutably mm-hmm. that none of that's available when it's a paradox. Mm-hmm. All sides can be argued logically. And a conclusion can be drawn from both sides. You know, the, the example I found of it, that it's like that this sentence is false. Mm-hmm is a paradoxical sentence. Mm. <laughs> this literally this sentence is false as a sentence quote as unquote. a sentence 
Uh, you know, it holds its own as a sentence. It's right. grammatically it is false. It is a sen- It is literally a sentence. It is a sentence, <laughs> and if what it's saying is true, then it's false. Mm-hmm. Right, right. <laughs> and if it's false, it's true. Uh-huh. It's a paradox, right? Yeah, it's yeah. the it's right. You, you, it stops, and it doesn't. And it doesn't need to be answered. It's a sentence on its own. This sentence is false. Is on its own. It's not requiring any you to do anything to it. It's not asking you to do anything to it. It just exists. And then you, with your system one and system two brain, come along and read that. You then have something happen that doesn't export output into a black and white answer. Yep. Right. Which is irritating and frustrating it is it's irritating and frustrating and we're designed to avoid thinking about them because it's it's a it's a use of energy you know this goes back to our conversation i don't know months and months and months ago about how you know how many calories chess masters burn off right right yeah right like it is an enormous amount of mental effort to engage rigorously in paradox in a paradox and paradoxes, right? Like it takes something. It's not just going to happen. And thinking about that in terms of the mindful CO community, the mastermind, um, that's got to sound like a selling point. If that doesn't sound like a, a, a selling point to you, then this is definitely not for you. If it, if, wrestling with grappling with engaging with i don't like wrestling or grappling so much i mean they just bring up a yeah uh sort of a trying to get on top of it like a strength thing as opposed to engaging with it if engaging with playing with you know uh paradoxes doesn't sound enjoyable Mm -hmm. then you shouldn't do this you know, it really, there's no point because that's all we definitely do not have the answers. And we have some things we, we have directions to point. Yeah. And engaging with those directions as paradoxes. Hmm. Yeah. Will open up something for you that it may not open up for me, but. I'd like to hear what it opens up for you so that maybe it has a chance to opening that up for me. Yeah. And cause the whole deal with life itself yeah. ultimately could be a paradox. I mean, if you're going to give it some meaning and you are. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Otherwise, you know, isn't that the big question, right? What's it all mean? Isn't it like the ultimate sort of question? Yeah. 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 That we're here with consciousness with no clear definitive purpose. Yeah. Something yeah. of a paradox. Yeah. 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 I, I um I also like just that if I think about I, I think anybody drawn to a podcast called the Mindful CEO <clears throat> probably is interested in paradoxes. They're in I, I think <clears throat> I think there's I think mindful CEO in some ways is a paradox. You know, yeah, you've good. got this, you know, thing called being a CEO. <clears throat> and then you've got this thing called being, you know, non-striving, the goalless goal, this mindful approach to, to life. 
in a in an ecosystem that requires you to show up and produce like it's just a really like you know not non-striving in a in an ecosystem that asks you to produce like you're like huh <clears throat> but i think that it's hard when i look out in the uh marketplace of communities marketplace of masterminds networks it's hard to find people who are hosting conversations of paradox if it's true that sitting in the paradox gives you access to something and you had said it before we hit record like being in a paradox <clears throat> allows you to get access to gratitude like if you can't sit in the the paradox you don't have access to the pathway yeah the the door doesn't it's you know I, I the visual i just got for it was you know track 13 and a half um from harry potter oh uh platform right, nine like, and three quarters what is it? Platform nine and three quarters. That's must or be what it. was the? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not a big. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't a big Harry Potter fan. That's like me trying to quote Zappa to you. Okay, good. Don't do that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you know, like that. It doesn't open up for everybody. It doesn't right. open up unless you engage with it in a particular way, right? Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. there's the rub. You know, is that I, what we were talking about? Is the paradox? That the there's a paradox involved with gratitude itself mm-hmm. that we don't engage with, and in, and be, and here was the assertion that I got walked away with this weekend yeah. was unless we engage with the paradox where we wind up with the platitude. Ooh, I just made that up, but that's you know it because there is no shortage of the platitudes of gratitude. There's no like oh I can't find a gratitude quote, right. you know. There's, you know, everyone's, everyone thinks gratitude's a good idea. You can't find three people are like gratitude. Fuck that. No one thinks that. Right. Right. No one's like, oh, fuck gratitude. Yeah. Everyone, you know, and, and if I would guarantee if you're watching or listening to a podcast called the mindful CEO, you have gratitude practices. You, mm-hmm. you know, I sit every morning for 10 minutes and lead a gratitude meditation. I am not belittling the practices. I am not saying don't have the practices. I have the practices. What I'm saying is there's, it's unlikely to go beyond the scope or the level of something I need to practice and experience the moment I'm practicing it. It's unlikely to go beyond that depth. Yeah. Without grappling with or engaging with, playing with. Um, the paradoxes that are involved with it. What are the, you know, in other words, this is good because I'm just thinking this through out loud, you know, um, you could say the paradoxes give access to blind spots, the cognitive dissonance that a paradox produces Mm -hmm. right its resolution Mm -hmm. comes in the revelation of a blind spot the the i wonder if that's true feels like it's true feels like mechanically that might be how the brain works i mean Uh, i think it's the zen cohen thing you talked about you know like it causes me to wrestle with or play with work out for myself the bigger question or the bigger answer like what you know 
if the moon is not the moon or the sentence is not true, it, it just causes me to be like, right. It, what's it, going on here? Yeah, good. And I think that question, what's going on here, mm-hmm. right? When we attempt to, or when we are out to resolve cognitive dissonance, which we are, we can't, we don't tolerate cognitive dissonance, right? We don't live with things that are Mm-mm. constantly, right? Oh, we have to get those things resolved, right? They have to come to some sort of positive, some sort of resolution. It needs to sit somewhere, otherwise, it just reson- it bothers us. It continues to vibrate. Yeah. When we turn that, and this is good, Chris, because I think one of the places we go to resolve the easy place to go to resolve cognitive dissonance is fuck it. You know, just fuck it. Fuck them. Fuck it. Mm-hmm. Make something wrong. Right. You know. It's good, yeah. Totally. You know, uh, make a decision. Choose a side. Mm. Pick a side. Mm-hmm. You know, and then we come down on the side, you know, and the cognitive dissonance then becomes part of the mm. the other side of the cognitive dissonance. Whatever side we pick, the other side becomes con- contempt-worthy. Yeah, right. Because we are unwilling to deal with the cognitive dissonance of that. I'm thinking, you know, mm-hmm. specifically what passes for political discourse, Sure, you know, and that, yeah. you know, I mean, the absurdity of, you know, the way uh, the traditional right and left of the conversation has switched sides, mm-hmm. you know, like, mm-hmm. you know, the, I don't know, pick any, pick any, side about it right police the way the right and left Mm -hmm. you know think about police well the police are from the left point of view you know fuck the police all cops are bastards and you know the radical left and all like that is you know very much you know that's a problem right the way you know black lives matter and then the right is very much blue lives matter and you know the whatever how far out on the spectrum you want to get with that but then when it comes to you know, uh, the way, whatever, Trump is being prosecuted, now we've switched, mm. right? Now the left is like the courts, the law, 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 blue lives matter. This is great. You know, that's the breaking the law. I can't break the law. And the right is all like, well, no, it's uh, courts are all. So it doesn't, because there'd be too much cognitive dissonance for someone to say, you know what? Mm. This is a wide spectrum problem. Right. That has lots of different moving parts. And every single case requires a lot of thought to figure out what is actually happening in this particular mm-hmm. incident and mm-hmm. what is the appropriate action. And there's too much information for me to have for me to possibly get. So I couldn't possibly have an opinion about that particular thing. And no one can say that. Mm-hmm. It's too much cognitive. This it's too much. And then if you, tell anybody well you seem to have switched sides in this case right like uh, bodily autonomy is great when it comes to i don't know pick one mm-hmm. vaccine mandates or abortion i mean you know what right you know which which side are you on man so mm-hmm. but there's two but we won't deal powerfully with the cognitive dissonance of yes in this case it's this way and in this case it's this way and i get to say which way it is and i'm happy with that dissonance between those two scenarios that i don't need to make it logical for you mm-hmm. you know i can just stand in i'm not saying that's the case for me personally i, I right. but 
so I think we're out to resolve cognitive dissonance any way we can, including killing off the alternative, making the other side of it wrong, like being unwilling to see that, you know what, that person's views are just literally the flip side of my views. And if I have my views, that that view is equally valid. It's not my view, but it's an equally valid view. It's the it's the cognitive dissonance of saying that that view could in fact be a valid view as well. Yeah. Just because I'm willing to deal with, you know what? I have a view. Yeah. And it's this way on this issue and this way on this issue. They've just picked the other side of those two issues. Right. Yeah. But every issue has two sides. And so you can't, you know, yeah. But it takes a lot of energy. Yeah. To be able to manage that. It's way easier to cut people out. Well, and it's it's easier to do it in the presence of others who are willing to have that conversation, you know, yes. to show up to a holiday meal with your friends and family who are decidedly p- chosen on a, a, a side of an issue. There's no room for paradox. There's nobody wants to sit in that paradox. And so if, if in my experience, I just got really good at clamming up. I just won't talk. I won't share. And so I hold it. I hold my own paradoxes to myself and I get frustrated by them. I also am curious and excited by them, but there's something about working it out with others in my experience that greases the wheel a bit that makes it like, I hadn't seen that. Like, I'm so glad you shared that because I hadn't seen that. That's really helpful for me. And being with others in the paradox allows me to process the paradox. Right. Right. In a way that on my own doesn't allow me to do. If you're willing to engage with, you know, the complexity and the and the and the cost, yeah, the mental energy it takes yeah. to be able to engage fully with the paradox, you'd only get what you're, you know, what comes through the confirmation bias filters because you're not really looking, you're not engaged with. Okay, there's another side here that could, in fact, be a valid point of view yeah. that I don't hold. Hmm. So. I don't remember where we're going. So, you know, talking, so we're just going back to gratitude for a second. Um, you know, the, the, a paradox of gratitude is that for us to experience gratitude in any real level is the acknowledgement is it's necessary to acknowledge that we don't, mm. that without acknowledging that we don't, that we aren't grateful, we don't have a chance to experience being grateful. Hmm. I mean, that's just a fundamental paradox of almost any scenario that we're looking for. But, you know, the way that showed up, the way that shows up for me is one of my favorite meditations is, it's called gratitude when you have an attitude, but it's really, you know, when I'm frustrated or annoyed or upset, you know, in an area where I am not grateful. Mm -hmm my finances or this political party or the way the world looks and so what my wife just said to me, you know, any particular way where I'm not grateful. Yep. The access to gratitude is sitting with the emotion that's present. Hmm. That's behind what I'm not grateful for. Hmm. You know, if I'm annoyed, frustrated, upset, sad, angry, resigned, whatever the emotion is that comes with the thing I'm not grateful for. If I can let that be, if I can sit with that, not, you know, 
the temptation and the problem with, you know, you'll get more of what you focus on. You know, the platitudes around gratitude mm. are, the problem is it winds up putting, you know, pink icing on dog shit and calling it a cake. Mm. Mm. You're, you're just icing the, I'm not frustrated or I shouldn't be frustrated. So let me focus on what I love until you let that thing you're annoyed at be and really hear it and give it the space it wants mm. to communicate. When you do that, when you go into and are willing to sit with the trauma or the upset or the noise that comes with the thing you're not grateful for, mm-hmm. around the edges begins to become the opportunity to experience gratitude around it just shows up it literally shows up there's this is again beyond my ability to language it but that's something of a paradox that where you will find gratitude is in the places you are not Mm. Mm. well i think that's interesting If, if i put this in the context of our mastermind community and i think about like you know how does that work you know our we Often we'll use uh, in other communities, we'll use a, a series, a topic to, to sort of guide the conversation through four weeks, six weeks of of a conversation around something. So it, it, you could you put gratitude in that case, like there could be a series on gratitude. And what we're wrestling with or looking at is um, things we we might assume are true about gratitude and looking at them. Yeah, your point, like looking at like, is it is it true that you can just you know focus on the good things yeah see that's uh, you know that's what i that's what i came to on this is that there's a lot of different doorways right there's yeah different doorways to the city of gratitude and um i think if you shortcut it and try and just get there quickly yeah yeah (laughs) you're gonna you're you know at best you're gonna have a momentary relief right yeah but unless you really do deal with the you know i i don't know doorways is right because i i i I like the metaphor of the elephant better sure The, the blind man and the elephant that if you're not dealing with all the particles of gratitude and what it takes you you have an incomplete picture of it and it has less potency yeah in your life right if you're only dealing with focus yeah okay i mean it's not bad it's certainly you do need to focus on other stuff that's not inaccurate mm-hmm. right i mean the the metaphor I, the, the, of the blind man with the elephant is there's some blind men standing in front of an elephant and they're all reach out to touch the elephant and they describe the elephant from what they feel and the blind man on the side says it's an elephant is a large rough wall mm-hmm. and the blind man that's holding its leg or feeling its leg says no no an elephant is like a tree trunk mm-hmm. and the blind man that's holding the ear says no a, a, a elephant is soft and floppy mm-hmm. and the one holding its Trunk says, no, it is like a snake and it has intention. And so they're all accurate. Yeah. 
but they don't get the power of an elephant. Yeah, right. They don't have the whole picture. Yeah, and I think there's a thing that I'm exploring now with gratitude that I'm discovering is that there's not just the paradox of gratitude, not just the gratitude yeah. paradox, right? Um, yeah. But there's different aspects of that elephant that are also paradox riddled or paradox driven, or that you could engage with the paradox of any of these or all of them and discover something that would give you a wider opening to having the experience of gratitude where you do not. Um, Or even if it's not gratitude, you could do this with marketing. What's the paradox of marketing? Is it funnels and Lamborghinis? Is it, you know, personal handwritten notes and, and yeah. one-on-one conversations like, Oh, that's really good. I never didn't think of that, but that really is what, you know, that's Seth Godin's Ballywick. Yeah. Thank right. you. Right. Thank you for <laughs> right. But that is really, that's where he makes his money is mm-hmm. in the paradox of marketing. That's right. Yeah. You know, he's all marketers are liars. Well, mm-hmm. there, you know, mm-hmm. that's, <laughs> yeah, that's, right, right. that title is a paradox. Right. I mean, yeah. you know, that that right there. Right. Mar- all marketing is lying. Is that what he says? Or no. All, yeah. All, marketing. all marketers are liars is the book. But yeah. So that's you know, that's where he makes his money is in, in going, engaging in it with that yeah. level. And, yeah. um, you know, when one's intentionally creating that kind of cognitive dissonance, right, with anything, mm-hmm. right, you have a leg up. I mean, just now now I'm just going down a road of you know, the advantages in marketing of creating paradoxes, but yeah, you could, you could look at any aspect of being a CEO and, you know, we're clear about, you know, the single parents uh, in the mastermind or CEOs of their family. Right. So it's not CEO, you know, but then, you know, raising kids is just one fucking paradox after another. I mean, (laughs) you know, there you do your you do everything you can do to have them turn out and nothing you do is going to keep them from getting fucked up yeah that's you know you can't protect them and everything you do is designed to protect them and you can't protect them and everything you do is designed to protect them and you can't i mean that's right very sort of definitional nature of defining quality of being a parent so So, yeah so if i i mean i feel like the the call to action for me is really just like I I craved these kinds of conversations for a long time and didn't know where to find them. And everything just felt like sugar candy um, when I would go buy another course. At some level, it never really scratched the itch of the bigger question I was asking. And and what I love about what you and I do in these podcasts and what I think you know is available in our community is a chance to be with others who really are interested in the paradox so there can be agency for and ownership of their own path forward. And that just takes sitting in a paradox. Where can you go buy access to a paradox? And that's what we're offering. I mean, it's a part of what is happening here in the community. Yep. Yeah. It's a whole, whole world of stop looking for answers. (laughs) Yeah. Right. And start discovering openings. I mean, really, because that's the name of the game is what's the next opening that I might be able to create for myself that I could step into and what show, and then I'll see what shows up. It's really good. Yeah. It's really good. Um, and that, I, I love that idea, Chris. And I love that idea of, you know, where can I go buy that? Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. and you can't, I mean, you know, every, look, I mean, just the, 
no one's Facebook feed or internet search is filled with people selling problems. <laughs> They're all selling answers. Yeah. And there's no juice in selling answers because those were the answers that for them. But everyone wants an answer. I get it. I'm not like devoid of that. I'm a shiny object guy. I keep click on every goddamn answer I can find. And none of them are damn answers. I mean, really, they're, you know, this process doesn't work for me. It's a, blah, 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 yeah. Right? It's right. all designed to smooth out and eliminate cognitive dissonance versus developing the strength to, you know, bring it, let's go. There is something to be, and if you look at the highest achievers and the people that are, you know, yep. in any domain from spiritual to business to anything that you want to look at, scholars embracing cognitive dissonance, mm -hmm. embracing the paradox, yeah, you know, good. taking it on, but taking it on in, in an engaging, fun, playful enjoyable way it wasn't something to get resolved it was something to dwell in it was something to expand on to grow inside of yeah so good man i love that i love that yeah so that that's pretty complete to me yeah that's great that's that's the nature of the mastermind is yeah. you know answers are you know for some other shit we don't do answers yeah. we do openings Yeah, I love that. Well, if you guys want to learn more about the mastermind, you can go to the mindfulceo.com, the mindfulceo.com, click on the appropriate link to learn more about the the uh, the mastermind, the community and um and fill out the application. Great. It is application only. I mean, because we're curating, you know, a community of people who can have these kinds of conversations. Like it would suck to be in a room of people having it and then, you know, the new guy comes in and they're, you know, trying to sell the answer or talk right. over or buy the like, answer or, or yeah right right so fill out the application because that helps us get to know you a little bit and then we follow up with next steps so um that's that's it that's it go to the mindful ceo.com and we'll, we'll catch you up there thanks Aaron. peace, peace.